Welcome back, guys. Episode number 38 of the Rooted in the Logos podcast. My name is Brad. I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, Austin. Carter is still under the weather because we are recording this the same day we recorded <laughs> the first episode, more like 15 minutes later. So he is still under the weather today, so he will not be joining us, unfortunately. That Ohio Valley crud has caught up to him, and he is uh, uh, sleeping. Maybe. I don't know. We're kind of loud, so he might not be sleeping. Who knows? But uh, uh, so we have gone to the bullpen again, or as PETA would like us to call it, the arm barn. Have you heard that? No, I have not. Yeah, PETA says bullpen is offensive to bulls. Yes, it is. So we now should call it the arm barn. I am highly offended. And that is not a Babylon Bee uh, headline. That is a (laughs) legit complaint that they are making. So we have gone to the bullpen and brought back... The one and only Simon, one of our, our, our youth pastor so at our church. We're going with the story that Carter's sick because, uh, true story, he is outside protesting my return. <laughs> he is, he's he's to walk out. <laughs> and uh, he's he's just out there with a the sign saying... He's out there with uh, your dogs. Yeah, he's got yeah. signs on him. Uh, one of Austin's daughters are out there too. <laughs> I will not comply. Like <laughs> he, he was not a fan whenever he heard that I was coming back. And was out there too. Uh, <laughs> in reality i want to give him credit it was his idea to bring you back on oh, okay yeah oh. oddly enough Aww. yeah sweet yeah i i never heard austin's reaction to my last podcast if i destroyed mm. everything that he built or, or not <laughs> not at all it was great cool. it was great again it, it was and this is why we're going to do this topic we're going to rip from the headlines part three mm-hmm. uh the trilogy is now is now coming to an end we'll see if it becomes a quad series g Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> again, it was one of our most downloaded episodes. Sweet. Um, between those two and then the first couple that we did, those are mm-hmm. our most downloaded episodes. People enjoy us getting into current events. And yeah. With the Thursday episode, for me, being just more conversational and just kind of a, a little mm-hmm. lighter and talking about different things, I, I, I don't mind yeah. doing this from time to time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to try to come to at it from a biblical perspective as much as possible and sure. give less opinion and more, or well, it'll still be opinion, but opinion rooted in scripture. Right. Mm. But that's kind of where we are. So we're going to, Simon and I have a couple of headlines each to get into. Yep. And then Austin has like a general kind of idea he wants to discuss with us that does come stem from the headlines it is from what we're facing as a as a country today and this 100 percent feels like an ambush it is because i was told hey austin has something else and just you wait simon and then they hit re- <laughs> and then they hit record and i'm like All right, well we'll see what happens brad's like we're just gonna get your raw so raw, get your raw take so raw this, take. if this podcast is 10 minutes long that was because i'm shouting over austin because i disagree strongly and don't want to be recorded on whatever he's talking about it'll be fine <laughs> yeah okay, we'll so take it we'll i, take think, it I it. think it's gonna be good right, so, cool. Cool. <laughs> so uh i guess this is your second time on here you're still a guest maybe after the third time you're not so much a guest I'll anymore. I'll be a friend of, a sh- of the show. Yeah, so yeah. let's... Yeah. But because you're a guest still, uh, we haven't decided if we like you or not. Yes. Let's go ahead and uh, start with you on your first one. All right. These are not very spicy articles. Uh, I'll lead with that. I don't know how spicy my articles were. I think one of them was very spicy. Uh, the, the Wait, we, either they're spicy or they're not. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. One of them was very spicy. No, neither of these are like super spicy. I, I wanted to... I wanted to do um, things that were close to my heart instead. Okay, which is great. Yeah. But real quick, <laughs> I feel like I need to go on the record here and just apologize to you mm-hmm. for the last time you were on. 
for those of you who don't know, I'm not going to get into everything that was said. Go back and listen. It's still there. Yep. I'm not apologizing for leaving it there. I'm apologizing for some of the backlash you got for it. Hey, you know, it's, <laughs> it's all good. Um, I stand by my decision to leave what leave in there yeah. what's in there. I stand by that. I said the words. Uh, and <laughs> But he got some backlash yeah. from members of his family, I yeah, think. And I so um, I'm sorry for getting you in trouble, although it's fine. I could have edited. Either way. I just it's wanted fine. to throw He's that out there. Sorry. So I do think that's He's why maybe sorry. I'm not sorry a little bit, but maybe a little, a little bit that you got fussed mm-hmm. at, but it's uh, fine. Um, I feel like of your clan of siblings, you might mm-hmm. be the one that got fussed at the most. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's 100 <laughs> percent true. I'm I was always the one, and to this day, I I don't know how I'm a pastor because I was I've never been able to guard my tongue very well. <laughs> I've always been the one that was like very quick to speak his mind naturally, <laughs> and now like podcast life and public speaking life. Oh I'm gosh, like, I don't know how I got here because I'm not good at it still. Right. So we'll see what happens today. <laughs> my first headline is is once again I, I went with things that were close to my heart. the The headlines out this morning, if you don't know, or you you might have heard and then you might have forgot, or you've kept up with it, which is awesome, and and stay in prayer for it. Uh, almost three weeks ago now, 17 missionaries were kidnapped in Haiti. I don't keep up with the news super well, but it, from the headlines I've seen, that's still something that's like every week the news might be like, they're still kidnapped, which is wild to me. Like Haiti is directly below the U.S. in like a four hour flight, not a very big island. And somehow this gang has kidnapped 17 American missionaries and we we have not we we just got proof of life this morning from them. The U.S. is not going to pay the bail because they they were not. I don't know if it's a bail the the ransom. Ha, the ransom. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's the word that I was looking for. Uh, they're not they're not going to pay the ransom because that would encourage more kidnappings. And so we're just kind of in this stalemate of well we they're they're hostages mm. like legitimately they're hostages. There are from what I saw. Five children between the ages of eighteen and five months old. Wow, uh, a wow. part of a part of that. They were kidnapped outside of an orphanage in Port-au-Prince. And by the way, I'm going to Haiti in the near future, and this is pretty scary news to me. I've done the research. I'm not. I'm going to be about six hours out of the city. This is the capital of Haiti. This is where like the crime-ridden. Like this is. I don't know. Maybe like a Chicago would be a good example example and we're about six hours away from chicago right now like we're not scared at all about what happens in chicago we're not scared at all what happens to the next major city close to us so like to go to a country be six hours away from that crime and be like oh my gosh you're in danger it's like it's not really a fair comparison but i want like this is just an encouragement please be in prayer for that situation and there are ways to get connected to prayer chains uh to keep up in the news but this is a very real thing that's happening and we got to we got to be considering as christians like as we move like i don't i don't really believe in I, I do believe in end time prophecies. I don't really believe like we're we're always in the end times or anything bad is a sign of the end times. That being said, we're always traveling closer to the end times. Right. Like just by the name of it. So like as you progress in your Christian maturity and as you consider overseas missions and stuff like that, just know there there's always a danger there and that's a that's a part of being a Christian. Yeah. Yeah. To not maybe not to this extent, but it's it's happening here mm-hmm. in the States. We're starting to see it more and more, the hostility towards Christians and Christianity. Mm-hmm. And 
actual ramifications of that. We've always, within the culture, had some hostility, Hollywood and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But now we're starting <clears throat> to see here in the States legitimate ramifications for your sincerely held religious beliefs. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't necessarily know if we're going to start having these same issues like they're that they're having in Haiti. and, and uh, But we do. We need to be kind of start getting prepared for what's coming as as believers in the United States and abroad. So you said that they have proof of life. They have. They just got proof of life. That article was from about eighteen to twenty hours ago. Okay, I saw all seventeen of them. So seventeen got kidnapped. I believe they released the pastor basically initially, mm-hmm. uh, like right off the bat. And so I think there's there's either sixteen or seventeen still kidnapped. Okay. From what I've heard, they probably won't kill the hostages. Uh, just from like Haitian culture, they probably won't kill the hostages. Mm. This is very much a tactic. Like Haiti constantly kidnaps its own people. Uh, this is a tactic of they they want money. Um, this might have some, something to do with the border crisis. Mm. The the I've done enough research because once again I'm going soon and and I wanted to be well informed on what was happening. Yeah, like it does seem like uh, this this is a new thing for them to ca- kidnap Americans. Uh, I wonder if it's because they felt America would be weaker on do, doing stuff to to American people right now during this age of of our politics. Like, if other leaders were there, would this have happened? I don't think so. But yeah, I think I think we're we're seeing they're they're all alive. It doesn't. It's not really Haitian gang mo to to execute people. They want the money. They want the stuff, and they want to get out of there. Uh, as soon as they execute the hostages, then there's no reason for us not to send in the Navy SEALs or whatever to just go and wipe out this gang. Right. Like they don't have that good of technology. Yeah. So I think they leave them alive for a while, and I think they'll get out of there all right. According to the FBI, they're pretty optimistic about that, but. Uh, they're they're hostages. Yeah. Anything like, could happen. Yeah. yeah, and young children too. Yeah. So like, here, so here's just specifically things to pray for in this scenario. Pray for obviously their their well being. Mm-hmm. Pray mentally, for their mental and spiritual well being as well, along with physical. That they can be like Paul in prison and still praise and still yeah. worship and yeah. maybe even lead some of these Haitians to Christ yeah. in the midst of this. Give them that strength mm-hmm. to share the gospel with their captors. Yeah. yeah. Um. Because we've seen that throughout Scripture that that happens. And then ultimately that they're released. Yeah. Ultimately that, that they can get home to their families. They mm-hmm. can come back. Yeah. And that they're strengthened through this. That they come out of this stronger and say, you know what? I am even more passionate about missions mm-hmm. even after this experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. good one. To, well, and to so, yeah, with. also that they're not ruined from it. Right. Yeah. To, so that, yeah, they're, they're not... God willing, they come out of this, yeah. but yeah, they're not terrified and scared that oh, I'm no longer going to do this anymore. Yeah. yeah. You just have to be like, this is definitely a terrifying situation. It's different from Paul being a captive in, in Rome, uh, where that was very political. This is this is gang violence. This isn't, you have rights or anything. They're not, you're not going to be treated well. Uh, but, you know, just, just you want to be in prayer that you recover well and physically. You want them all to come out physically well from this as well and and to be able to live a life after this. So, well, uh, oddly enough, my first headline is kind of similar to yours. Is it Braves won the World Series? <laughs> no, we talked about headline? that on Tuesday. It's definitely similar. I will say this. My second headline is sports related a little bit. Mm, yeah. Tangentially yeah. sports related. <laughs> So but, Brad is having an amazing year in sports. Oh, it's so much fun. Incredible. UK is on their having their best season possibly ever. In football. Yep. Yeah. At least since um, the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Green Bay is looking like Super Bowl contenders. 
The Braves just won the World Series. I mean, you need to go and like put like I guess we don't condone betting on this <laughs> podcast, but go ahead and put a thousand dollars on different sports teams. Like yeah. I think you'll get it. it. Things are going really well yeah. in, that, in that realm. It, our basketball team is is the most experienced in the history of Kentucky basketball when wow. it comes to uh, the amount of games played amongst the players. Mm-hmm. There's some new players, but they've they're all transfers yeah. and they're all seniors and fifth year seniors and whatnot. So. Yeah. Most experienced basketball team Kentucky's <laughs> ever had. I'm kind of stoked. Yeah. Let's get it. I got a game this isn't fair. in a few hours to go to, yeah. and we're going to have some fun tonight. But, mm-hmm. uh, well, I'm going <laughs> to change, change subject. Anyway. I'm actually, well, I'm actually going to go to my other tangential sports headline mm-hmm. first, because this other one's a little more serious, and I don't necessarily want to drive right into yeah. that. So Sure, don't drop us off the edge. That's fine. All right. Yeah. So we're going to go to this... Uh, it's gonna be. It's a little bit both. It's a little bit the vaccine mandate that has come okay. down from from Biden and, okay. and OSHA, yeah, and a little bit of Aaron Rodgers and what he's uh, yes. dealing with. This is right? a great story because I do feel like Simon's gonna have some hot takes on this one, or at least some uh, thoughts. I'll have some takes, some yeah. thoughts. So, um, so Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID. Mm-hmm. All right, he is now sidelined for ten days from the uh, from the test. I think so. He's out this weekend against the Chiefs. Um, supposedly he's able to come back next week before the next game against, I forget who, honestly, but neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. What has happened though, is just this, the, the, the talking heads on ESPN mm-hmm. and throughout the country, they've exploded because he wasn't vaccinated. Yeah. <gasps> the horror. Yeah. Because apparently according to these people, if you're vaccinated, you don't get COVID, even though that's completely not true. Yeah. Completely not true. Mm-hmm. People who are vaccinated are consistently getting COVID still. Yeah. Those who aren't getting COVID, by the way, are those who have already had it mm-hmm. and have natural immunity. Mm-hmm. Different mm-hmm. different conversation, though. We don't want to talk about truth. It's no. fine. That's fine. <laughs> but, I mean, the, they have gone insane. And they are vilifying Aaron Rodgers for not being vaccinated because mm-hmm. he said he was immunized. Yeah. All right? So, I, I guess I just I just don't understand mm-hmm. the logic of, of what's <laughs> happening here. Logic. <laughs> it's right. funny. So... He's asymptomatic. He's not yeah. sick. He's yeah. fine. He was on a podcast recently talking about... Pat McAfee show. Pat, uh, Pat McAfee show. Yeah. And I, I haven't listened to it, but I've read some of the, the quotes. He says, I realize I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now, so before my final nail gets put in my cancel culture casket, I think I'd like to set the record straight on so many of the blatant lies that are out there about myself right now. Mm-hmm. So it says, first of all, I didn't lie in the initial process in the initial press conference. During that time... It was a witch hunt that was going on across the league where everyone in the media was so concerned about who was vaccinated and who wasn't and what that meant. Mm -hmm. And at that time, my plan was to say that I had been immunized. It wasn't some sort of ruse or lie. It was the truth. So he says he's not an anti-vax flat earther. He's a critical thinker. (laughs) And he believes in bodily autonomy. Not to have to acquiesce to some woke culture or crazed group of individuals who say you have to do something. Health is not a one-size-fits-all for everybody. Say what you want about Aaron Rodgers, how he handled the offseason. Sure. Kind of lame, I think. <laughs> as, as a Packers fan, I bet you would say that. Uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. And well, and then on top of that, like, he, he and his family kind of hate each other. Yes. Like, no, yeah. he doesn't talk to his parents or his brother. Mm-hmm. They don't talk to him. Yeah. I think at one point, they talked about how he, they sent him Christmas presents and he sent them back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a lot of animosity there. Wow. There's mm-hmm. a lot of evidence that he's not like the easiest guy to get along with he um very early in his career he was popular not like tim tebow popular but he was he like he was popular for being like a christian athlete uh recently i feel like he's gotten pretty far away from that yeah by the way uh yeah 
He's also well known for being really smart. Right. Uh, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, MVP quarterbacks, Super Bowl winning quarterbacks are usually very, very smart people. It's the hardest position in sports to play, and a lot of it is mental. Uh, and he's as recently as this year hosted Jeopardy and was the lead to like take over Jeopardy after Trebek, uh, rest in peace. Like he, yeah. he's, a, he's their favorite to do that role because they thought he was going to retire from the NFL this year and just host Jeopardy. Uh, so like, I don't think you're smarter than him podcast listener. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know I'm not. Oh, and, and so, but in this case, say whatever you will about what he's done on different things. In yeah. this case, just specifically yeah. COVID, he is talking very logically. He's mm-hmm. not saying, "Oh, I'm anti-vax. This, yeah. whatever. Never get vaccinated about any." Uh, across. He yeah. said, "Make your own choice." Yeah. And <gasps> how dare he? Yeah. Right. And this this whole explosion of, well, if he had been vaccinated, this wouldn't be an mm-hmm. issue. Yes, it would have. He still could have gotten COVID. Probably mm-hmm. would have gotten COVID with the vaccine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. So yeah. here's how I'm going to tie this into from a biblical perspective. Okay. All right. We got the vaccine mandate that's that came down from OSHA, mm. I think, on Thursday. Yeah. Horrifying stuff it's, for it's, everyone. For the country. It's horrible. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, you have groups like the Daily Wire who have filed the lawsuit mm-hmm. against the Biden administration to, to stop this. I think 20 states-ish have filed lawsuits against the Biden administration to stop this. Because what has happened is he has gone around Congress and around the lawmakers and used the federal... OSHA, uh, the Occupational Health whatever company. Satan. Satan. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's gone around all the legal channels and gone to OSHA and made OSHA put this in as a rule. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And appara- It's a requirement. It's a, right. Mm-hmm. It's not a mandate. It's a requirement. It's a requirement. Yeah. But anyway, so my job hasn't told me what, what we're looking at because my company employees... Mo- well over 100 people so we don't I, yep. you know we're affected by that i know austin we we talked before this your company hasn't really given much indication where they're going with it and they're dancing they're around do. it yeah mm-hmm. so like we're still in limbo but here here's why i say this is a couple things first it, it's this is the hill to die on i think this is the, this hill to is die the on. draw your line don't cross this it. is line in the sand i'm not crossing this line i'm willing to get fired for this sure i'm willing to lose my job over this and and mm-hmm. It goes a little bit beyond just the freedom that we enjoy in this country that this country was founded upon. Mm-hmm. It goes a little bit beyond that because I do think that's a huge importance. This country is based on individual freedom, personal autonomy. What happened to the my body, my choice people, right? I mean, right. they use it in such an evil way. Why aren't they using it here? Yeah. Right. Doesn't matter, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. But doesn't fit your narrative. Doesn't so. fit the narrative, so we can't. It goes into a religious aspect. It does have religious implications for me. Yeah. One, about my freedom, but two about how these vaccines are made. Even if they claim there are not aborted fetal cells in the actual vaccine that they're putting in your body, they were tested using aborted fetal cells. They were tested using, and there, there are articles all over the place, medical journals that, that confirm this. It's not just me conspiracy <coughs> theory coming up with something mm-hmm. I read on Facebook. It's legitimate. They use tissues of aborted babies to make these vaccines and to test them and to develop them. Murdered. Murdered babies. And it's murder. Yeah. And as a as a Christian, I know a lot of people who it, within our church and just people that are believers who have gotten the vaccine, mm-hmm. yeah. and and they don't have the religious qualms about it that I do, yeah. and and I understand that I, I do, I don't want to condemn these people. Not a salvation issue. It's not a salvation no, issue. No, no, it's not. But I am so radically opposed to abortion. 
that I do believe that these these vaccines are are are, are evil. Mm-hmm. Just from that, just just solely from that perspective. Yeah. Whether or not they work, whether or not they are dangerous in the long run, whether or not they cause blood clots, yada yada yada. I am concerned about that too. Yeah. yeah. But at its core, they're evil because of the of how they're made. Well, and even okay, even taking that step back of saying, okay, take away the aborted fetal cells, even okay, if saying fetus makes you feel better about it, fetus is just Latin for offspring. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're saying the exact same thing. Yeah. Whatever. Um, taking that out of it, you are still putting a foreign substance in your body that they don't want you to have the choice over. That's evil. Right. I mean, look at history. Uh, number one, going right back to Nazi Germany. And, uh, and again, those those comparisons are so overdone, yeah. but I think it actually might kind of But it is true. It is so true here. Yeah. And looking back at all of the the things that even uh, um, wife and I reading Corrie ten Boom, um, mm-hmm. all the books that she put out, and she said it was not a one and then it was there. Right. It was subtleties. We did not know. Mm-hmm. We did not know this was going to happen until the Nazis were patrolling our streets and we had no, we had, were like, what happened? Right. And like, I I go back to, okay, uh, some of the things that the Nazis looked at them and said, hey, you're not allowed to have these, like radios. Radios are were illegal. If they were found with a radio, they were probably going to get killed. And the, it was illegal. Was it wrong for them to keep a radio as Christians because it was according to the law well according to their law yeah it was but as christians it was so important look how many jews that they saved other christians that they saved and we need to look at it from that lens of okay these little things people are going to look at us like we're stupid because oh we'll just take it and you'll be fine and we'll move on with our lives no that's not how it's going to work if you give up freedom you're never getting it back ever right I don't, yeah, I, I feel like it is definitely more of, and not to say like politics and religion can't mix, but this is definitely more of a like very country specific, like Christians in South Korea aren't dealing with this. Christians in South Korea got the vaccine. Like that's, that's just the fact of it. The Christ, Christians across the world, they got the vaccine because they didn't have a choice in it. And also missionaries who want to keep doing mission work, they're going to get the vaccine. Yeah. Right. They they need to get on airplanes. They need to be able to move around. Uh, they're going to get the vaccine. So, I, yeah, I don't see this as a, a salvation issue. I do see the abortive, abortive field cell. And then I just see, like, just knowing history, how scary, uh, like, these, these mandates are. How scary the thought process behind, like... Uh, what what is it? Like, any bi- now it's any business with 100 or more employees? 100 even, or more. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, just heard like there's no cut like uh, and this is very uh materialistic um very whiny and complainy from me uh because i know there's going to be food on my plate even if it's not the food that i want but like semi truck drivers don't get a cutout for this right what mm-hmm. was part of it and that is the the stat for semi trucks drivers is that that 
uncollege educated men that is the highest employment among them uh which is a large group men have stopped going to college more and more semi truck driving is a huge part i'm i'm good i'm good with that by yeah, the way our yeah, universities that, that, are garbage that's a knock on <laughs> anyone in this room yeah uh, our universities but, are garbage garbage uh yeah so anyway that, it's just really scary from a country perspective to see this get passed down and i have two uh, I would say acquaintances that I know their personal story of when they got the vaccine and it's terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, just recently. Like not yeah. like not early spring Johnson and Johnson, like, oh, we fixed it. Like, no, this was like a few weeks ago. Yeah. Two stories of people that were like, I am in I am in debt be, to be in the medical community. I am getting this vaccine because I have this degree and that something bad happened to them and they and they were they were basically forced to get that. Yeah. Like they are thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt even to get a medical degree that now they're being told by the government no 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 no. now you have to get this vaccine if you want to have any hope of paying off that exactly right. and like that that is morally ethically like very corrupt in my it mind. is oh, if yeah. you have to put out mandates if you have to put out incentives if you have to do all these things just to get somebody to do this that's wrong mm-hmm. you know that yeah. it's wrong and Looking at it, looking at the truck drivers, given this mandate, mandate for even our companies that we're working with, if we don't stand up, if you guys don't say no, it will be passed, it will be common, and everyone will have to do it. And that's if you guys don't stand up. If we don't stand up and say no, the majority, then it will just be passed through and all these things are just going to go to ruin. And it, it, it's scary. It's, I had a conversation with one of my guys at work about this, and I was like, so, I mean, he's vaccinated. And I'm like, so, are you good with this mandate? Yeah, I'm good with it. Why? Because I'm vaccinated, so it doesn't affect me. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. That is the worst attitude to have. I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. You should be opposed to this. Yeah. Yeah. Whether, you, whether you took the shot or not, whether you think I should take it or not, I don't care. You, mm. should, be oppo- you should be opposed to this. Yeah. Because this... Is not just a slippery slope. This is a head dive off of that slope and sliding yeah. down it. Yeah. Like, th- but look at the narrative. I mean, all of, all of the the big news corporations they're telling you that oh, it's no big deal. You know, just get the vaccine and it'll pass and no no, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And yet, us we're saying no. Don't you see the ramifications? Don't you see the yeah. stair stair step going on? Yeah. And but they're watching the news every day, so they're they're hearing us, but they're seeing this and like. Oh, no, you're just crazy. Well, and they're constantly vilifying and shaming anyone who doesn't get the vaccine. Yep. Yeah. I promise you, I have been exposed to COVID in the last five or six months at a very close rate mm-hmm. and and very exposed to it and didn't get it. Yeah. Again. Didn't get it again. I got yeah. it once mm-hmm. year, a year ago. Well, that's it. You've had it. I had it you a year have ago. You've had it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, and I'm talking people who with, with symptoms I've been exposed to and never got it. Been tested, mm-hmm. whatever. Another thing, kind of along these lines, and then I'll shut up and we'll go on to the next thing. But the testing, the weekly testing. They say it's not a mandate because you can choose to get tested weekly. Yeah. Have you all done any research on what's on those cotton swabs that are sticking up your nose? Well, yeah. there was actually, when it first started coming out, all the, the testing, um, they actually had a recall. I forgot who it was. They had a recall over a lot of these tests saying, oh, they were... Um, Oh, what are basically already infected? They already had COVID, and they were giving people COVID. That right. that was a real thing that actually happened that got swept under the rug. Of course, and, it got swept under the rug. And it's like, we, 
like this is actually on I'm pretty sure Fox, Fox and Newsmax. Newsmax sure. is where I heard it on and nobody talks about it. Nobody. So I have here on on my computer a safety data sheet. For those of you who don't know any product like even in the construction world where yeah. I work, any product that we carry that that is um, has a safety data sheet. Talks about what risks these chemicals can cause, what what kind of harm they they can have on people if ingested, if breathed, if whatever on your skin. They they and it gives the chemical breakdown of these things and what side effects there are. So, this is the SDS sheet for ethylene oxide. Ethylene oxide is a chemical that is on the cotton swabs that are being stuck up your nose when you're tested. Now I've been tested multiple times that way through the nose before I did any research, before anyone sent me any articles or anything like that. So this is. A data sheet, not from Facebook, not from QAnon, not from whatever conspiracy theory you think this is from. This is an actual scientific safety data sheet yeah. on this chemical. And here are some of the dangers. It is an extremely flammable, gla- extremely flammable gas. It causes skin and eye irritation. A serious eye irritation. May cause an allergic skin reaction. Toxic if inhaled. Toxic if inhaled. It is on a cotton swab going up your nose. How do you inhale things? Why do you think they shove it in your brain? (laughs) Through your nose. (laughs) May cause respiratory irritation. May cause genetic defects. And some of these are highlighted here. May cause cancer. May damage fertility of the unborn. Mm -hmm. Or may damage fertility or the unborn. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Or the unborn child. Causes damage to organs, nervous system, kidneys through prolonged and repeated exposure. Symptoms may be delayed. Mm -hmm. May cause frostbite. What? Interesting. (laughs) Uh, I want more research on that one. And then it says... Well, it's the same chemical that you use in like the the freezing the warts off. Okay. So I think it's the same chemical yeah. that you do that. And then with. it says, do not get an eyes on skin or on clothing. Mm. Just up nostrils. Just up your nose. Just Apparently up your nose. Okay. Inside. So this is the chemical that is on these cotton swabs. Now, again, you'll say, well, prolonged or repeated exposure is what it's mm-hmm. going to take. Okay. How about getting tested weekly? Every week. Yeah. Every single week. Yeah. And again, symptoms may be delayed. This is from the science. This is science. This is not my off-the-wall conspiracy. This is a scientific paper telling about these dangers. Did Trump send you that? (laughs) He Uh, he mass-emailed it. It was was QAnon, okay? Okay. But this is, Mm. guys, it it leads to so many questions. Mm -hmm. Why are they pushing this so hard? Why? What What is the reason behind this? Because all evidence shows we are almost two years into this. All indications are it is kind of dangerous for old people yeah. and people who are morbidly obese or have underlying conditions. Yes. It As does, most diseases are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to cause underlying issues to become a little more severe and you ultimately, if you die because you have it, you die because mm-hmm. it caused the underlying conditions yeah. to worsen. And that's what killed you, not so much the COVID yeah. itself. It just played a little bit of a factor. All right. Mm-hmm. But that's what the indications are. It's not dangerous for kids. It doesn't touch kids. Kids don't spread it. Kids barely get it. If they get it, they might. As of right now, there's have five, a cold. Five ch- children's death according to COVID, but it's not COVID because they had underlying health issues. Right. You can you can vet this stat if you want. But I recently saw that your kid is two hundred percent more likely to die from a lightning strike than from COVID. And yet they're mandating in San Francisco that kids under five or five and up get vaccinated. I saw, I saw Chicago as well. Is Chicago yeah, doing it too? That sense. doesn't surprise this me. This podcast is all about talking about how bad Chicago and San Francisco are, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. That's what it is. Guys, let me, let's be honest. We're going to reach about 75 to 100 people on this episode is usually kind of our average mm-hmm. numbers right yeah. now. 
And my guess is most of them feel the same way we do. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I need somewhere to get it out. <laughs> like, yeah. people stop. Do some critical thinking. Quit relying on the media. Because, of course, what's going to happen? I mean, oh, you're not science-based. You, you're an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. This I, is the, a science, scientifically based I have the same medical data degree sheet. that Bill Gates has. Exactly. So I'm I'm good with it. Yeah. Exactly. And you have all these doctors who are silenced and are told to shut up. They're ostracized. They're they're fired for saying mm-hmm. what we're saying mm-hmm. because they don't. For why? Why yeah. don't they want us to think for ourselves in this mm-hmm. scenario? I don't understand. And this gets back to your original point about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, oh, yeah, we were talking he, about him. Yeah, that was like <laughs> that was like your segue in, which is like. Aaron Rodgers, because he did not get the vaccine that people wanted him to get, he has been villainized by the media now mm-hmm. for for however long. People have talked about how big of an idiot he is, and it's like literally the day before this vaccine, all people talk about is this is one of the smartest men in football, what in the top one percent of geniuses on the planet, uh, like very smart man, very wise. His physical condition is his money, like. No one would question anything, and just because he made a decision different of the information that is freely available to him that he made, and also he pays for that information, he is now a huge villain and terrible for football. Oh, he's evil because he's now trying to kill people. Yeah, he's trying to kill people. But the vaccine protects you, so if I'm vaccinated and you're not, why are you a threat to me? Right. I I don't... It doesn't... It just doesn't make sense. Right. And... Also, no NFL athlete has died from COVID. Because they are in no peak, current NFL they're in athlete. peak gonna, physical yeah. shape. Yeah. Like, honestly. Right. Some of them have had it really bad. Some of them have had COVID really bad. And outside of that, like, it's like no one's, I don't know. Like, I think that we need to judge it by, is it, could it, I think we do need to judge it by, could it kill people? Because that's how we're judging the vaccine as well. Because like, well, it's just been blood clots or it's just been like, you, you got hurt for a while. Like it could, it could cause some serious medical things, but it's not going to kill you probably. Well, so like, we actually, ju- it might, it no, might, it might, but that's how we're judging both yeah, of them. Right. But we it's, actually don't yeah. know what the vaccine is going to do to us long-term. Right. We don't know. Cause it's Fair, an emergency yeah. use. Like it's mm-hmm. not obviously yeah. no testing done on it for long-term effects. It's an emergency right. use and we will pump it into your infant if we want to. Like right. Brad. I, I right. I encourage you over ag- my dead body again. If you haven't been vaccinated before you make that decision, just do some research. Yeah. But beyond that, with this mandate, with things going on with Aaron Rodgers, this is the hill to die on. This well, is the line we need to draw and say, I am not complying. I'm not doing yeah. it. And a quick one too: if you've been vaccinated, we're not over here calling you evil. We're not over here calling you saying you made the wrong decision. Mm -hmm. If that is what you were led to, if that's what your conscience, if that is what Mm -hmm. you feel was the best for your, your family, then dude, all power to you. I will say, please don't vaccinate your kids. I don't know. I, I will. I will make that plea. Yeah. Please don't vaccinate your kids. I'm There's a so fan many... of older people getting like. I'm not like uh, holding up a picket fence or a sign or whatever. But like, if you're older or you have underlying conditions, I want you to survive. If you think the vaccine is the best thing for you to do, like, hey, take it. Right. I think it's made for you. I don't think it's made for everyone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just. I just. It scares me when they're pushing this so hard and vilifying anyone who says anything mm-hmm. other uh, anything yeah. to the contrary. It scares me. It yeah. just throws up a red flag. It says, "Why? Right? Why are they doing this? What is the purpose yeah. for a virus that there is a better than not chance you're going to survive?" Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, 
Moving on. Blood pressure's gone up a little bit, but we're fine. Everything's mm-hmm. good. Simon, what you got? All right. Sort of maybe even related to this, but not in maybe the way that we probably think about it. Uh, this is a headline I found that was really disheartening. And, and I said I picked two headlines that were close to my heart. And, and I didn't go for um, like like politically across the aisle or after progressive Christians who we love to dunk on and, or anything like that. This, this one is, is for the evangelical that is, I believe, an ally to, to, to many other evangelicals, an ally to, to, to the pro-life party. Uh, I think this might have something to do with the vaccine conversation that we just had. But here's the headline. This is on Christianity Today. Uh, the pro-life cause is now a lower priority for Christians. Mm. That and and the other headline is that's bad news for everybody. Yeah. Sub headline: Human dignity is not an earned right, but a signpost to God. Uh, this was posted November fourth, twenty twenty-one, by Russell Moore, uh, and he he's talking about how right now, really in in law in lawmaking pro-life issues are are at the front right now we're seeing cases getting brought up to the supreme court texas passed probably the most wide-sweeping pro-life bill yeah. uh since roe v wade and then um we just saw a pro-choice uh bill i think countrywide get passed so we're seeing very much a collision coming up and a supreme court that you would imagine leans pro-life but you really don't know because that wasn't that wasn't one of Trump's biggest priorities, by the way. Uh, so he, he, he used it and he wasn't anti it, but that wasn't one of his biggest priorities and definitely not whenever he set up his, his judges. He, that was not something that was really, um, they were really hit hard on was pro-life issues. Republicans use the pro-life issue to get elected and then do nothing about it when they get in office. Hey, hey, I said nothing spicy here. <laughs> I that's not spicy that's yeah, the truth that's the unfortunately that's the truth you have with a few exceptions you have pro-life republicans who get called uh one issue uh, one issue candidates or whatever and then you have every other republican that doesn't care about pro-life issues just about or, or doesn't seem like they can care about pro-life issues but they want your vote anyway regardless of that uh i do wonder if the vaccine conversation that we just one similar that we just had, but but across the country, if the vaccine conversation, if the uh, coronavirus conversation, if if so many other things are the front of everyone's mind, has taken away from the fact that the biggest epidemic in America today is abortion. Yes. Yeah. It it is awful. Whenever I this is I do not on Facebook and even in my personal life, I do not seek out to argue about vaccines because I really think people have so many articles. There are certain people that get so well educated on that, that like if I wanted to argue with them, I knew that they would just swamp me with things. And I don't really seek to uh, study that as much. Uh, I don't argue about a lot of things. The pro-life issue though, I have a rule when it comes to Facebook, when it comes to life, if I hear someone arguing pro-abortion, I will say something because you are fighting for a life. Yes. Right. And and the fact of the matter that that we as evangelicals possibly have moved away from the fight for life because we are caught up in maybe more political things, maybe uh, election integrity or, or vaccines or whatever it is. Like, hey, those are fine things, but they're there are literal lives being lost yeah. on the front line that we need to keep a focus on, especially in the age of science when we know, we know that that's a human. Yeah. Like, like sure there are scientists that argue against that, but like 
that every every argument has basically come down to my body, my choice, which is now the worst that argument has ever been right. in human history. Yeah. So why can we not push this issue? Every single Christian, the arguments are there. Study up on it and keep hammering that home. Like don't we don't have to let up on that. Mm-hmm. Another hill to die on. That, yeah, I'm. I'll die on that hill first. Yes. I will be dead five hills ahead of you, Brad, as you are dying on your... I'm going to quit my job over the vaccine. <laughs> no, they're going to fire us. They're going to yeah, fire yeah. us. I'm not quitting. No, yeah. no 100%. Um, yeah. 100%. Yes. Um, I get one of my biggest pet peeves, especially today, mm-hmm. is this switch. Mm-hmm. It's been the past several years building up to, but that switch from babies, lives matter, mm-hmm. now to animals. And now oh, yeah. everyone's about, oh, dogs and the pound. You got to go save the dogs. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't care about the dogs. Uh, yeah, I don't care I about animals. I don't care about animals whatsoever. When Sorry. we can when we can fix this issue first, then maybe we'll talk about yeah. some animal cruelty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's evil. Yeah. But do mm-hmm. you know what's worse? The mass murder of babies. The yeah. mass murder of humans. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. Evangelicals, as what we believe scripturally, mm-hmm. life starts at conception. As yeah. soon as the sperm enters the egg and fertilizes, life has begun. Mm-hmm. God wants that life. Yeah. And you are murdering this 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 life. Yeah. So I will stand yeah, I will stand for it mm-hmm. and I will I'll die on this hill. One hundred percent. Yeah. It's amazing to me how otherwise quote unquote good people look at this issue and see no no see no problems with it. Yeah. And it just it blows my mind how again, logic just out the window. Common yeah. sense out the window, thinking critically out the window. It's yeah. all emotional. It's all it's emotional. It's my body. I, I'm not ready for a kid. I, you know, whatever. I want to have. I want to have as much sex as I want, and without any quote unquote consequences. A baby's yeah. never a consequence, but yeah. in their mind, it is. And and so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it just it blows my mind that people can't see this as murder. Yeah. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. And I guess we we shouldn't be surprised because you look at scripture where we are capable of anything. Evil as humans, man. yeah. I, I say this, well, given up to a debased mind. Yeah, I say we, this we all the time. That. There's a reason why there's a chapter in Leviticus about what not to do with your sheep. Like yeah. we are capable of anything. Yeah, and well, and the whole we're my blinded body, by our sin, yeah. sinful nature. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole my body my choice is like well no it's not your body anymore. You have a body inside of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that whole argument is thrown out the window. Well, Isaac said this last week. The more science reveals the less atheism seems tenable yeah, like yeah. The, the the less um less of an argument they have yeah because you mm-hmm. see the universe and how big it is and how it had to be ordered design yeah same with the womb the more i mean maybe in the 1800s we could say oh it's just a i don't know uh, it's not a baby until it comes yeah. out because you just had no way of seeing inside the womb right i mean it's still a garbage argument but yeah. i'm just saying at least maybe we could see why they thought that but just going through the history of science and you start looking at you know uh, uh, sonic sonograms sonic the sonic, hedgehog. sonic the hedgehog no but you you look at <laughs> ultrasounds and, and yeah. just the the ability to now have 3d ultrasounds where we can legitimate see the child in the womb yeah and, and you see pictures and, and i encourage you with caution to look up pictures and, and look and see what an abortion does yeah it's terrible to watch. It's gut wrenching, mm-hmm. and if you have someone that's on the fence, show them show them a video and say, "Look, this is what you're this is what you're doing," yeah. and it's tiny hands, tiny feet, mm-hmm. tiny heads, tiny eyes. I think we know at a certain point too that like it's scientifically proven at a certain point. And I was arguing with someone who who conceded this point 
they feel pain at a certain point. Like yeah. not not the first couple months, but I, I think four mo- month point and on, that fetus feels pain when you execute it. Right. And like, well, that, it's well, it's awful. Is uh, the the lady on uh, is Abby Johnson? Abby I think Johnson. Name. Abby Johnson. She was a former stuff. Planned Parenthood. Yeah, she was a um, former Planned Parenthood uh, employee of the month or like manager of the month or yeah. something. Yeah. If you watch her movie, uh, she shows how deep she was in everything. Yeah. Uh, and she and she's left Planned Parenthood to was it help pull other women out of yeah. Planned Parenthood? That's been her main cause is really to to help unemployed Planned Parenthood. But she's just crazy. Was it she's her? Crazy. Was it her that saw the video of what was happening inside the womb that got her to change? Was I that think her? So. Yeah. Where she was like, oh, I, like I see the baby struggling to avoid yeah. what's coming at it. Yeah. And yeah. you know actively moving away from the tools and instruments that are used yeah. to carry out the abortion. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. So, <clears throat> on a cellular, molecular level, looking at, oh, well, life doesn't start until the heartbeat starts. Yeah. Or, again, looking at what we believe, mm-hmm. yet the same scientific community scientific community that can look at these babies and say, oh, it's not a real life until it's mm-hmm. born, can look up at Mars and say, oh, there's life on Mars. Yeah. And it's a molecular cellular level. Oh, let's go bacteria. Be, let's go beyond that. They look at it is illegal to destroy the egg of a bald eagle. Yeah. Yeah. It's you not will, a fully you will, born eagle. You like, will put in prison and you will have to pay like a hundred thousand dollar fine, if not more. Yeah. But there is no repercussion for killing a human. Right. It's celebrated. Murder, not just no murdering. repercussion, it's celebrated. Yeah. yeah. It's shout your abortion from the streets. Yeah. And and a lot of people take issue with with people that argue pro-life because they say it's a you guys are the only reason you argue it is as a religious issue which a if the only reason you argue not to murder children is for a religious <laughs> issue then that should be the main argument for more christians yeah you, exactly. you, need, you need to look at yourself uh, in the yeah. mirror at that point yeah. I, whenever i argue with people i rarely ever go to the bible because i assume those aren't going to be convincing arguments exactly uh and so and some things to know right off the bat if you ever are in an argument with someone the vast majority of abortions are not out of rape, incest, or because the mother's life is at stake. It, right. not, yeah, the vast majority are not. Let's go one thing yeah. further here. It is There is not a single point, I think it's in the, at least in the third trimester, but maybe through the whole pregnancy, mm-hmm. there's not a single point in the third trimester where the life of the mother is so in danger that they have to kill the child. Yeah, a C-section they, will always They can have the child born. Now, the child may not survive the birth, Mm-hmm. But the child has a chance at that point to live outside of the womb. If someone says to you that, that it's not a child until it's, it can survive on its own, basically it's, it's only feeding off the mother, not a child. As soon as any child is born, it will not survive on its own. As soon as any child is born, it will not survive yeah. on its own. So that's a dumb argument. The rape incest is a dumb argument. I had another one that's a really dumb argument. Most arguments for abortion are dumb, by the way. Just, just think about it. Step away from your computer once you hear it. Think about it for a couple hours. It's fine. The arguments will still stand. You'll have the shower thought. Come back to it. Do research on it. Mm-hmm. Every single argument is out there. Well, and- it is. It all goes back to, is it still a life? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is it okay to murder a life? No. 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 End of discussion. Yeah. How is it not a life if it has a heartbeat, if it has brain function? It, and and I think- It's it own gets, set of DNA. Yeah. It, it's own it separate DNA. It gets tacky yeah. the earlier on you get. But the fact of the matter is, there is a- large party in America that pushes for third trimester abortions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and 
Sometimes even further, maybe not. Didn't New York? Yeah. New York just passed a bill not long ago that yeah. it is still okay after the baby is born up to yeah. several hours to kill that baby. Yeah. Well, you had the governor of New Jersey saying if if the baby's born, we can make it comfortable to see what the mother wants to do. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. The last the last argument that I had that just came to me was that there is a super long waiting list to adopt your child. Yes. Super long waiting list to adopt your child. Like. Uh, whenever you say, well, I don't like, uh, why do I want to have a child where I can't provide for it? A, you just decided that a poor person's life isn't worth having. Like, that's right. not a good thing to say. B, there are thousands of people, hundreds of thousands, I think millions, millions of people waiting to adopt your child. There are so many pro-life advocates. I saw someone put on Facebook the other day, uh, special needs babies that were just born and the parents saying we can't fund to take care of them. And the comment section was full of, I will adopt your child. Wow. I will adopt your child. So, yeah. So many arguments that people use for justify abortion are garbage. The issue that we have in the foster care system are the older kids that aren't getting adopted. Mm -hmm. That's the issue. And that is something we need to address. Obviously, that's a different conversation for a different time. But the list for a newborn infant is a mile and a half long. It is, it is, there, that will not be a problem. Mm -hmm. People are waiting years to have a, to, to adopt Mm -hmm. a baby. Unless they know someone that'll, you know, mm-hmm. unless they have ways to do it, but it's it put, I put the baby up for adoption. I yeah. mean, it, it's, it's it's not going to be in an orphanage. It's it will better than killing, better than killing the child. Get adopted uh, because parents, married couples that want to have kids are awesome people. Yeah. By the way, uh, so yeah, I don't like any uh, abortion topic, but uh, or I don't like any any abortion argument. Uh, the like I. Uh, n- I don't like any abortion argument because all of them lead to killing someone. I'm willing to work with people on on arguments, uh, but yeah, don't don't. Whenever you see someone justifying abortion, say that's not important to talk about. That's not a big issue. That's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. Yeah, I think we have somebody upstairs that might think uh, think otherwise. <laughs> like he thinks, I think he thinks it's a very important issue. Oh yeah, and for the Christian, when did Jesus exist? Was it as soon as he was born, or was it before the, he was born? Like for the for the pro choice Christian, when when is a soul? When does the soul exist? Is it at conception or is it at birth? Because I could say there's probably no logical reason for Christians to think that that the soul comes in right at the birth. Right. Like right. every life God has, I believe every life God has a plan for. And whenever abortion comes in, it takes away that blessing that that life could have been. Yeah. Well, yeah. look at uh, when John the Baptist was in. His mother's womb, mm-hmm. and yeah. <clears throat> his mother and and Jesus's mother Mary mm-hmm. got together. John the Baptist leapt within his mother's womb mm-hmm. because of the proximity that he was with the Son of God. Yeah, yeah. There was a soul in that baby, mm-hmm. and as a Christian, as a Christian, as David would say, "You knew me before I was formed in the womb." Mm-hmm. As that soul is a part of that human being at conception, and at conception, that baby has a soul, every single one. And so, even if that clump of cells, as people would call it, mm-hmm. dies or is aborted, mm-hmm. that is a fully formed person in heaven. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, anyway. All right. So, so for time's sake, guys, we're just going to go straight to Austin and hear what he has to say. Thank you. 
<laughs> For those of you who are wondering, I edited out my mistake. It sounded bad, so I edited the whole thing out. So you don't know why Simon just made us laugh. Leave it in. But uh, Coward. <laughs> Leave it in. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Austin, go. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I'm pulling from a, a couple different articles and kind of making it into, into one. Mm. Plagiarism. I like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no sources, no <laughs> yeah. references. It's fine. Yeah. Looking at, again, just what's going on. In the United States, but also, also the world. Mm-hmm. Looking at the supply chain shortages, looking at the boats sitting off in the coast, not being able to unload, looking at the shortages we're having, even looking back at, back at COVID, um, when everything went off the shelves and we could not get anything. Taking it that step further of looking around the world at famines going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yemen, uh, the Sudan, they're, they're projecting this is going to be one of the worst years for famine in around that areas and many other places. As Christians, as we read scripture in the Old Testament, but also in Revelation to come, famines are a very real thing. Famines are something that has not disappeared. They are going to happen. Um, We're in a fallen world. It's inevitable. As Christians, are we prepared for such things? And uh, I would I would probably put money on 98% of most Christians are not. Looking at it from that perspective, looking back at uh, Joseph, one of the main arguments for most Christians are, well, well God pr- will provide. God will provide for us. We're, we're okay. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. But he gives you the knowledge and he gives you the understanding to do these things. Looking at Joseph, he gave Joseph this heads up by way of Pharaoh. And because of this, Joseph did what God told him to do, and he stored seven years of grain, preparing for that those seven years of famine. And as Christians, are we doing the same thing? Probably not. And are we so reliant on uh, this this world? Are we so reliant on the supply chains that we're like, oh, we'll, we'll be fine? And it's that, I, I don't even know where it came from. It's that saying of, <laughs> there was a, a guy drowning in the ocean, and... Uh, a boat came by and said, hey, do you need help? And he said, no, uh, God's going to save me. So he went by. And then another another guy came by and said, hey, do you need any help? And he's like, no, God's got me. I'll be fine. A third one came by, said, do you need any help? No, I'm fine. God will get me. Guy drowns. He goes to heaven. Say, guy, God, why didn't you save me? He's like, well, I sent you three different options to be <laughs> saved. You could have gotten on one. Yeah. yeah. And I take it kind of as the same way. God has allowed us to be plentiful and bountiful in this country, especially in this country, where, I mean, even before COVID, going to the store and looking at canned foods, canned foods uh, for Aldi were less than 40 cents a can. I remember growing up, save a lot. You could probably get cans for less than 20 cents a can. Um, those, those have shelf life, by the way. Mm-hmm. And looking at FEMA and the Red Cross, they have come out and they will tell you, you need to have six months to a year worth of food in case something happens, either a natural disaster or a pandemic that you cannot get food. As Especially as Christians, knowing what we know of scripture, are you prepared for that to happen? And I'm not, I'm not talking about preparing food for a couple weeks to maybe a month. I'm talking about a lot longer because Joseph was prepared for seven years now that's that's crazy, but looking at it that way, and even say we get to that point where okay, 
me as a Christian, I, I'm, I'm telling you guys to do this. I'm saying you, you guys need to store up, especially if you have a family as a, as a man, that is your job. You need to prepare. The whole point in having life insurance is I am preparing for the, in case of emergency, I'm not here for my family. They have this nest egg where Emily is able to take care of things. Same instance with preparing for food, preparing for these things for when they happen. It's not if they will happen, it's when they will happen. Now, God willing, it won't happen in your age, in your your lifetime, but you're also preparing your children. And say this happens, I'm telling all these people to do this, and they're like, no, you're nuts, I don't have to do that. Well, this hits. I'm prepared. I'm prepared, say, for the next year, two, three years, whatever, to feed my family. Well, now everyone knows that I've prepared, so my fellow believers that didn't prepare now come to me. Thanks for putting this on a podcast, Austin. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a lot of emails in a couple yeah. of years. Hey, where's that, uh, where's that secret cave that Austin exactly. was talking about? Yeah. And here's the thing. So, And as a Christian, as a believer... I will take care of you as much as I can. I am not only preparing for my family, but I'm preparing extra for that. Mm -hmm. But there is going to come a point throughout scripture, as Paul says, as David says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Mm -hmm. I will be as gracious as I can. I will give you what I can. But there will come a point where I'm like, no, you're going to starve because you didn't make the hay will the sun shine. Mm -hmm. It's the same premise as collecting wood for winter. If you're not collecting wood during the summer and you don't have the wood to heat yourself or heat your family during the winter, you're going to freeze. Right. And there is only so much wood I'll be able to give you until it's starting to encroach on the safety of my own family. So keeping that in mind to be able to, and especially as Christians, as believers, if you are in a church, which you should be, don't, <laughs> don't do not neglect the, the meaning of fellow believers. Mm-hmm. You are in this community of fellow believers. It is a very good idea to be able to have a plan amongst all of you. One, in case of the emergency where we have to be thrown underground Mm -hmm. because we can't meet together on risk of dying. Right. But the other side of, okay, this famine hits. We are the body of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. We're taking care of each other. It's no longer just your family, but the rest of your church. And to be able to get together with these people and say, okay, okay, gardens, you guys talk about gardens. Instead of doing a giant garden for everything and say, hey, I'm going to do corn and green beans. You can do squash and tomatoes. You grow 50 to 100 plants of that. And then when we all come together, we can share them. Right. That way we're all putting in the work. We're all putting in the mm-hmm. effort, but we don't have to do so much. And yeah. we're able to rely and rest on each other. Mm-hmm. And we have to. It's important to do that. Yeah. So just kind of where my mind's been, uh, I want to put that in your guys' mind to prepare for these things. Mm-hmm. Because again, they are going to happen. Biblically, we know. Especially the end times. Granted, if you're pre-trib, post-trib, whatever, mm-hmm. it's still that same mentality. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and what an awesome way to be a light to the world is is, yeah. is being prepared for that and and ministering to people through that like as as Christians I mean you saw whenever uh mm-hmm. Pentecost happened uh, I think Pentecost whenever all the Christians gathered and they they shared everything they had everything yeah. in common uh that was uh, that's a special case like like that was a special case for that time because yeah. they wanted to keep all those new converts in Jerusalem. So all those Christians were were willingly selling things that they had to to keep housing those people and feeding those people. Yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> well, and it yeah. says they sold and gave as it was needed. Right. It wasn't, yeah. let's just sell everything and yeah. kumbaya, we're mm-hmm. all going to hang out. It's like, no, yeah. okay, you have a need, I'm going to fill your need. Right. And that was it. Yeah. And it was it was free to do. It yeah, wasn't it right. wasn't a force among the church. It was free yes. to do. Ananias and Sapphira, they were like, "Oh, we'll we'll sell all that land and give money to the church." And it's like, "Okay, well, you're lying about it." Yeah, like, but it, you're free to do that. The church never. The church was like, "Hey, if you guys didn't want to do that, that's fine. Just yeah. don't so don't lie about it." You're you are free to give as you are called to give as a Christian. Uh, but in this this uh, potential famine, and I'm and I'm. Uh, Austin's going to hate me to say I'm still skeptical it happens here and not just everywhere else in the world because America's so good at prioritizing itself. Mm -hmm. uh, And that's why I believe we need to be the light outside of America as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, That being said, it could happen here. And I I do heed the warning of being well prepared. and, And I am excited to have a brotherhood and a fellowship of believers that I believe as the time approaches will prepare well. And and I do have that to fall back on. If you don't have that fellowship of believers, that's not just for your spiritual well-being, but that could very well be for your physical well-being. Yes. I've seen well, it time and time again. And, and look at it from just, let, let's step back from the religious aspect of this. Look at it from a practical aspect here in the States. Mm-hmm. And the inflation that we're seeing now mm-hmm. and how much everything costs now. I mean, it's hard yeah. to get out, out of the grocery store for under 50 bucks right. for two meals. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. like I mean, even even for two or three people, like it's yeah. it's just it's becoming more and more expensive to feed your yeah. families, and our wages probably aren't changing and going up. So, like, there's gonna be some issues in the coming future of, of yeah. people who just can't afford. Now, granted, there are like you said, there 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 are ways to go cheap and well, eat cheaper, but that's the thing. But, even with that, so canned foods, canned foods are going up in price. Right now, canned foods, the um, I think the cheapest we've been able to find is maybe fifty six cents a can. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is ridiculous, and uh, inflation. Look, talking to my mom, talking to my grandma back in the seventies, there was gas shortages. They could only get a certain amount of gas a week. At what point is that going to happen to us? Right, and yeah. it, and it's not only going to be I can't afford food. It's I can't afford to get gas, and I can't even get gas to get to the store to get right. food. Yeah. And we need to prepare for that. And then if you go even a, buggy. a step beyond that, what about your the, just the collapse of the economy as a whole? Yes. If that does happen, if whatever. Money's you know, worthless. Money becomes worthless and and you know. So I'm not necessarily to be doomsday and yeah. and all that kind of weird out there people, but like pay attention to what's going on around us. Yeah. And and like Austin said, be prepared to have to go inward and yeah. and look you know, look inward for for your meals and and for self sufficiency. Can we can we put out another PSA with this, which is don't be the person that buys all the canned foods that like create <laughs> right. creates the chaos. Yes, uh, <laughs> as Christians, we are not called to be the first ones in line to get the toilet paper. Right, we are not called to be the ones <laughs> right. that that steal. Uh, we're telling you to prepare well now and over yes. time, so you're not the jerk who shows up at the store before everyone else and scoops all the food into your grocery basket yep. and says, I am going to buy this. And if everyone else starves, they should have been here first. Yep. No, no, no. Prepare well over time, buy extra, have a storehouse ready. Uh, and, and just know you're doing this to protect yourself, your family, and you're doing this to be a light as well. Right. Yes. So. Well, and it's crazy too, just what you can live off of. Yeah. Um, when my brother went to Uganda for nine months, the orphanage that he worked on, dude, a lot, the, the meals that they had were, were 
rice and beans, posho, posho and beans. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy how long a human can live on that. Yeah. So to, to buy 10 pounds of rice here, 10 pounds of beans here, or if you can, a 50 pound bag here, 50 pound bag there, Mm -hmm. and just start storing up. When you go to the store, get 10 cans instead of five and store those five. And every week you just kind of squirrel them away. Mm -hmm. Or even, even go so far as, is get some of those RMEs that, that some of these companies provide. MREs. MREs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that some of these companies, uh, you know, there are different companies advertised with different organizations that uh, ReadyWise, I think, is one of them. Where FEMA, they'll, they'll send the, yeah. you, you know, a month's worth of food for X amount of dollars. Yeah. And, and it's just, you know, a few meals here and there that'll get you through with if something goes down. So, yeah. you know, just I like that. Just be be prepared and, and be smart about it. Like like Simon said, don't panic buy. Don't be yeah. the one that causes the shortage in the grocery store. Yeah, yep. Don't be a jerk. We'll make it on the news. CNN's going to be like, Rooted and Logos calls for all their <laughs> followers and the hundred of them started <laughs> the, the, the shortage so, in cancer. Southern <laughs> Indiana and Northern Kentucky is out of everything. Because oh, yeah. of a hundred people that have just... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it'd be good. Uh, I, I know that Austin on the last podcast said he's making a list. Uh, it'd be good to talk about the biblical principles of storing well because you have the parable of the guy who made all the storehouses and says, I'll never need again, and God strikes him down. I'm not sure this is the same situation. Right. I think I think you have to prepare well. No, uh, Dave Ramsey has this principle. I listened to him the other day. He was saying, like, poor people aren't generous. It's true. Like poor people don't help other poor people get out of bad situations. Rich people too. <laughs> like like yeah. rich Christians, I was saying, and even yeah. rich people like help other people get out of bad situations. So there are a lot of principles to look at, and you want to do this very biblically. But I don't. Yeah, I don't think preparing well because something bad could happen is unbiblical right right any means yeah especially when it comes there will be people that will push back on that but i think if you study well i think you'll be able to see and and especially when it comes to protecting your family Mm -hmm. and and whether that's your immediate family or your church family yeah right we because we are a family Mm -hmm. being there's absolute biblical precedent for that protecting your family yeah Mm -hmm. well even looking at it from a a spiritual fruit aspect we we talked about that where um we had our peach free a peach tree yield its first fruit and it just so much fruit, all the limbs just fell to the ground. Yeah. And that same mentality as Christians, I'm like, if you're producing all this fruit, but you're doing nothing with it, it goes to rotten and to ruin. Mm -hmm. So you have to use it. And either a, what we did is we picked more than half of those peaches. They weren't ripe yet, but they were so heavy. It was going to hurt the tree. So we picked half of them, strung all the, the, the limbs back up and we cut up and we froze a lot of those peaches once we let them ripen. So now we have them for later. Yeah. And then all the rest we were able to give away and just eat. Sweet. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, are you letting all this go to ruin or are you actually storing and preparing mm-hmm. for later? Yeah. Well, good stuff, guys. Uh, we are about out of time for this episode. Um, great conversation. I, I actually really do enjoy these because it is a little bit, I, I love going through scripture and love discussing verse by verse and, and getting into that. But I also really do enjoy just talking to you guys about issues yeah. and about yeah. what's going on. So yeah. um, real world a- application, the yeah. Bible, the Bible existed to help to guide us today. Uh, yeah. And, and we gotta, we gotta adhere to that. So I yeah. love it. I love, I love doing these. So, so we will definitely have you back. I think, I think we're, 
Don't make promises. <laughs> so I, I understand. <laughs> um, so thank you guys. Thank you, Simon, for coming on and, and no agreeing problem. to do this with us. Carter, get well. If you do listen to this, we hope you feel better. Yeah. Or hope you are feeling better uh, this mm-hmm. week. And uh, for those of you guys who need anything, any prayer, any mm-hmm. comments, reach out to us. I mean, you won't. Your wife... It was really funny this week. She goes, "I refuse to comment on things, but I'll it's make true. a I'll make a post." It's true. <laughs> so, it's true. I uh, love it. But anyway, um, just like us, give us a five star review. Tell your friends. Share this mm-hmm. episode. Share other episodes. Mm-hmm. If anything you found particularly encouraging, share it with us. Share it with your people, yeah. um, and we'll we would like to see this thing get a little bigger. So uh, yeah. do that. And uh, in the meantime, stay, stay rooted. rooted. Stay rooted, potatoes. Oh, potatoes. Yeah, we're going to make it happen. (laughs) Thank you for listening to our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, like, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. You can find us on Apple, Google, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Rooted in Logos Pod, or even on our website, www.rootedinlogospod.com. And if you want to support us financially, visit us at patreon.com slash rootedinlogos.com.